You think you know me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, the real wrestling royalty of Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio, featuring your hosts, the founder, Will Tarashuk. It's me, it's me, it's with Lee T. That's T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Dusty Dave Malkowich. The man of a thousand gimmicks. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night, bang! And our resident universal royalty, King Ricky Rose. I'm the third man of a Kings of the Rings podcast. You don't deserve my presence, but here I am. Joining us every week is a member from the kingdom to give wrestling the royalty it deserves. So, without further ado... Behold the king. The king of kings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everyone to the Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 122. <sighs> Guys, it was a long week. I'm not going to laugh. I forgot it was Wednesday. Being unemployed does that to you. It's, the days is kind of meshing together. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it fucking blows. But this is the Kings of the Rings podcast. This is not Will- Willy Welfare. I mean, it is, but it isn't. KOTR underscore podcast on the Twitter feed, Facebook feed, all the other feeds. SoundCloud, the show was uploaded this week. Uh, Ricky, remember, thank God. Uh, Will Tarashuk, T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. It's me, it's me, it's Willy T. I didn't watch Crown Jewel either. You know, I just didn't care for it. I was at the gym, Christian told me what happened, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to watch it. Dave, did you watch it? I did not watch it. I uh, stuck to my guns, uh, boo Saudi Arabia. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't watch it. I was uh, more concerned with the event that went on the next day, uh, Power Struggle from New Japan, which I will be uh, tomorrow or Friday uh, uploading my uh, review for Around the Thrones, but it's the man of a thousand gimmicks. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. Twitter, KOTR underscore Dusty Dave at 613 followers. Thank you, everyone. Let's keep that number growing. Uh, let's also, uh, let's see, Instagram, OZTEP08, and Snapchat, OZTEP. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it. I um, just didn't appeal to me. And uh, the Patreon chat that I'm in for the Ran With Ann Network. Uh, gave me all the information I needed, and that's about it. But we can get into that a little later. Where would I be without the third man, my universal king, King Ricky Rose? You know, Dave, you are the man of a thousand gimmicks, but for the love of God, do not steal my gimmick. It is around the rings and watch the throne. Not around the throne. <laughs> oh, uh, I, said, I said around the you, throne. I you def- I said you definitely around said the around the throne, sir. So. Yeah, around the thrones. It was it okay. was really weird. 
Um, but okay, edit mark that one. No, we're gonna keep that in there, ladies and gentlemen. It is King Ricky Rose, the third man of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and your social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We broke fifteen hundred followers on Twitter, which is fucking amazing. But you can find. But you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's text messages, at Ambassador Biggs, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Um, I saw Crown Jewel. I watched it. And it's just... I'm so sorry. It's, it's okay. You know why I want it? You know why I watch it? It's because I was told by multiple wrestling fans out in public about how bad it was. And your mind's kind of like, it can't be that bad. Like, you know the Titanic sunk, but you're like, you know what? I'll pay some money to watch that bitch sink again. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) My favorite movie, by the way. That's a horrible movie. Fuck (laughs) you. Movie sucks. How would you like film? Only if Titanic My Heart Will Go On Again. And Titanic is your favorite movie. Jeez. It's my my favorite movie of all the time. It it is. That's horrible. He he has a poster in his room. That's right there. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Jack Jack and Roses. That's that's a shit movie. At least like Casablanca or some shit. Um, well, yeah, no. It's also like watching NASCAR. Like you, you pay to see the train wreck. And I want to see how bad it got, and it got pretty bad. Yeah, uh, we won't. We'll talk a. We'll talk a little bit about it, right now. King's Wings podcast episode number one twenty two. The Barking Dog. Um, all right. <laughs> So what do you want to talk about first? Shawn Michaels bald, Triple H Peck, uh, Shane McMahon, or Brock Lesnar? Or Kane losing his mask midway through? Or Kane losing it. Apparently, I didn't see it. So He lost um, his mask and the hair associated with the mask. So it, 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 Kane literally like just transformed into older Kane real quick. Like He started out as young Kane with hair. Then he went to like demask Kane of like the mid-2000s. Was Rob like, Van Dam shocked in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> He, he transformed to Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knox County. All Tennessee. he needed was a suit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was bad. I, I it, it like it was so boring of a match. I mean, even at Super Showdown, it just wasn't a good match. I don't know why anybody would want to see it again. But like, it was. It was a snooze fest. Where I got tired watching that match. They're old and slow, and Triple H is like, you know what? We're gonna get the most time on the card again. I'm assuming. They did get a good amount of time. Triple H got injured early on in the match, so Triple H is literally trying to wrestle with, like, one arm. Dude, it's the second time he's been injured at the beginning of a match and finished the damn match. Like, props to Triple H. Like, and I saw the picture he posted. Everybody's Uh, seen that picture. I believe... It's like a plum. I I believe it was... (laughs) I be- yeah, I believe it was yesterday because it was like the surgery tomorrow in the AM and his surgery was today. But, shit, dude, that looked terrible. I mean, props Triple H, but also hypocrite of Triple H. Triple H has always been a preacher of, like, if you're injured, we're going to keep you safe and we're not going to let you finish the match because your future is, like, is the most important thing to us. And then here comes this bastard who gets injured and doesn't quit halfway through the match. He's like, I'm going to keep going because I'm a man. Like, he's saying one thing and then doing another. And I don't really appreciate that. Wow, it's like it's like the whole WWE saying we're all about women's wrestling, but then we go to a, a 10-year deal where they don't allow women wrestling. Triple H <laughs> knows his future is in a uh, a chair at the t- front of a conference room 
when he eventually runs the WWE. I mean, he's already at the so chair in the front of a conference room. And now he's supposed to be a leader preaching about safety and, and health and all that stuff. And now he's not practicing what he's preaching to the people that are following him. Mm. I mean, what, 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 what are we supposed to do? Is the main event of a huge show in a foreign country. I mean, The Miz didn't wrestle and he got injured. And, and they found a sub. Though. And they that found a sub. Yeah, that that was 100% storyline. And they line. found a roided up storyline. Or sub, actually. A roided up sub. Well, I mean, so he, he did he did tear his pec. Um, I've never told my pec, so I don't know how long it takes to come back from that. If you're John Cena, it takes about six weeks. But Triple H is not John Cena. So... Um, the rumored match is for him is Batista at Mania. Do you guys see this in Jeopardy? Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Thank God. <laughs> no, uh, I I believe um, for a normal person, the recovery time for a torn pectoral, like to get in full months. ring shape, is nine months to a year. Uh, for Triple H, I think he's gonna try six to nine, but obviously, with injuries, when muscles tear completely. It all depends on that muscle, you know, how it heals. Because yeah. Dean Ambrose, like we saw with Dean Ambrose, his his injury, he was slated to come back earlier, but he had the like he had the secondary infection, and he was addicted to painkillers, so you know, that whole thing. Yeah, but uh, so who knows? But I definitely see don't see him returning until probably Road to SummerSlam. Yeah, at least at least like it, in ring getting ready for a match. Like we might see him, you know, in his suit taking pictures with NXT, uh, doing the one finger but... point. <laughs> it's the classic Triple H <laughs> finger point. <laughs> oh my god! When Chompa did the fucking he swapped faces. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I want to. I want you guys to do something. Right. So feel like one of your pecs right now. Right, so, so buff, yeah, no, it, this week. It, yeah, yeah. It feels like gym time. Feels like poor to you, will doesn't it? Um, but it now does. try to move your arm around with your pack. Like you feel that muscle uh, right there. Moving. He tore that. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Besides, Steph, it's uh, scoop, scoop, guys. Besides, Steph sleeps on too. <laughs> sh- sure. Thank you, Ryan Sadden. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie appeared like on one of the um, like on some states like news show or whatever, and then she said, "Excuse me, I have to go take care of my man," and that's how she ended. Yeah, that's well, called a good wife, right there. Good job, yeah. Steph. All right, so we'll 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 see what happens with Trips. Knowing him, he's already on HGH, so he could be <laughs> back for Rumble. Who he's knows? A, he's a part timer. He's a part timer. So muscle mill. And as a part timer, he's not um he's. He does. He doesn't have to abide by the uh, steroid rules. He also writes the steroid rules. So, <laughs> so I'm good point. I'm not worried about it. I, I'll bet. I'll bet. I mean, the problem is if he, even if he is ready for Mania, you still have to have a program. He's got to be back, like on TV, doing stuff with Batista. If it is Batista, I still don't think that match was even penciled in. Um, but you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels did pick up the win. Um, Shawn Michaels as. Dave said in the pre-show that he looked fantastic, allegedly. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, he, like, uh, all the highlights I watched were Triple H's actual injury 
Kane being unmasked, and basically everything Shawn Michaels did. Shawn Michaels could still, like, he still got it. He's definitely, like, a once-in-a-generation type of a performer. But, like, I he was interviewed afterwards, and, yeah, I, it, like, he, obviously this was, like, a setup to see you know, how he felt after the match to see if they could potentially get a couple more matches out of him. He doesn't want to. He shouldn't have done but these obviously, matches in the first place. Yeah, he shouldn't have done in the first place. I think I think he will have more matches. I think the itch is going to come in. I think they're going to throw fucking money at him. And maybe, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Shawn Michaels WrestleMania, I'm not going to lie. It's because you've never seen it before. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> but it's, it's more so of like... Seeing Shawn Michaels in his prime of WrestleMania than seeing Shawn Michaels now. There's a big difference there. There was a reason why it was magical. Because Shawn Michaels was in his prime. He had the talent and the ability and the athleticism to do all of those things. Now, as Father Time has, you know, come for him, he's not he's not going to be the same Shawn Michaels. It's not going to be the match that you hope it's going to be. He, he's definitely not the same Michael Sean Hickenbottom anymore. Yeah. He can keep up with, with Undertaker Kane and Triple H because they're almost dead. But he, I, don't think he can, I don't think he can keep up with uh, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, even someone like The Miz. Yeah. I don't think he can I don't think he can keep up with the younger talent. So, I, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to see Shawn Michaels again. Fuck him. Um, Shane McMahon. So, I was at the gym and Christian texted me. He's like, I can't believe fucking Shane McMahon won the World Cup, I go, you're lying, that's not real. <laughs> and I, I, no, he, and he sent me a picture. I go, you're lying, that's still not real. So I, I, I go onto the internet and I go, you are lying, this is not real. <laughs> it took like three days before I could actually realize that Shane McMahon fucking won this thing. I, like, I, I was like following my phone religiously because I had, on my fantasy team, I have The Miz, I have Ziggler, I have Rey Mysterio, so, like, I had very good chances to get a lot of points from that, uh, tournament setup, and I did, but then, someone in the chat dropped, like, a uh, holy shit, Shane won, and I'm just like, how? That makes <laughs> zero sense. Like, and, and, then, and then I finally saw, like, the video where, like, you know, The Miz, quote-unquote, injured himself and then Shane like you know not wanting to uh forfeit to Dolph Ziggler stepped in um the only part of it I like is if we get like a heel Shane because it's always been face Shane heel Stephanie heel Triple H I would like to see Shane as a heel um but I I think the World Cup tournament from the beginning was bad. Like they call it a World Cup, yet it was all Americans. The U.S. <laughs> the U.S. Open. Even the U.S. Open they, has foreigners. I, yeah, like uh, like I would have preferred them rather than have all raw like the raw bracket and the SmackDown bracket. I would have liked to see a raw and a SmackDown person in each like in each match. So this is the style of doing a tournament. I don't, you know, I just, I just didn't. You know like what it. I would have liked to have seen? I would have liked to have seen that tournament at Survivor Series. 
That's yeah. that's what you need to do. You have a Raw side and a, and a SmackDown <laughs> side. I don't know. It sounds just like Survivor Series. Well, I mean, the Raw vs. SmackDown part does, but uh, I believe way back when there used to be a tournament. What was that thing called again? King of Never the Ring. Never heard of it before. It was, it was our podcast, but singular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like the singular It us. sounds exotic. Like... I've been Singular saying, us, I like that. I've been saying all this time, I want King of the Ring back. Even if it's not its own pay-per-view, I still would like it to be winner gets that SummerSlam title shot. It makes sense. But WWE doesn't care about its That's fans, a long time No matter for a what title Stephanie shot. says. Well, no, King of the Ring is typically in June. Yeah. So July, August. WrestleMania is in, in January and Mania is in April. You mean Royal Rumble? Sorry, what, what, what Royal Rumble. Yeah, you said WrestleMania's in January. Royal oh, Rumble. Wow. Royal Rumble's in, in January. January. And media, media's in April. April, so, yes. By that logic, Ricky, you can go fuck yourself. That makes no sense whatsoever, but continue. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, I, I, the singular us tournament would have worked at Survivor Series, but the problem is, then how, what, what would your five-on-five five be like? You can still put your five on five. I mean, you have it's a it's virtually it's a super show because it's a big four. You're virtually putting on five hours of content anyway. Anyway, no matter what. You what can am start, I thinking? The roster's huge. Yeah, you can start the tournament in the pre-show if you really wanted to, and do mm. sem and do semis and the championship on the main on the main card. Or you could set them on TV even. Yeah. One one on Raw, one on SmackDown. Exactly. Yeah, that would work. Just first round on TV and second and third round on pay per view. That could totally work. Yeah, and it gives it but gives talent opportunity. It gives talent that aren't really big names an opportunity to actually showcase on a bigger stage. All right, Road Dog. I know you listen. You can do it next year. All right, <laughs> you're welcome. Steal my idea. I dare you. Well, they did it before in 1998. I want to say during Survivor Series deadly uh, deadliest game tournament. Uh, dead, deadly, Stone Cold deadly won games? that, didn't he? No, deadly the Games. Rock the Rock won. De- it was deadly, a, deadly Games. I it was a, Stone Cold was a, was a champion. It, it was a screw was, job. It was, a de- it, was, it, was, it was called the Deadly Game Tournament. The Deadly Game Tournament, and it was the cor- that's how the corporation formed, because the Rock turns uber heel. Yeah, he turns uber heel on um, Mick Foley. They screwed over Foley, and Rock won the yep. tournament. Yep, and then Foley won it on um, the first Raw of 99, and then Correct. he got murdered at the Royal Rumble. He got he he just got killed at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's like in front he got of murdered in front of his own children. In front of his in front of Noel and Dewey. Yeah, Dewey, and he also has two younger ones, but Noel and Dewey were the only ones alive at that time. Mm. Yeah. Okay, details. Um, where are we gonna go from here? So Shane won. I, I'm just surprised that fucking Miz and Ziggler in the finals when you had Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. Like, you had so many names as tournament, you can go Dolph Ziggler in the... I'm cool with The Miz, don't get me wrong, but Ziggler? Ziggler's... I mean, Ziggler's been calling himself the best in the world for a while. Ziggler's like... But he's not. I don't know. Look at his credentials. He's a... I haven't been a fan of Ziggler ever. We all know this. I'm aware. But Ziggler's actually not that bad of a wrestler. He's not the best wrestler, but he's not that bad of a wrestler. I mean, it's a, it's a tournament. Anything can happen in a tournament. In a tournament... Um, the best team doesn't always win. They rarely ever win. Tournaments are all about matchups. Yeah, that's true. Look at the Yankees this year. Yeah. 
Tournaments. Look at the NCAA tournament. Tournaments are all about matchups. All about who you are pitted up against on your way to the championship. Some teams have an easy road. Some teams have a really shit, shitty and difficult road. Who who did Miz beat? He beat Ray, and he beat Miz and beat Jeff Ray Hardy. And, uh, and Jeff Hardy. All right, so. Yeah, I'm surprised he beat Ray. Not surprised he beat Hardy. And then I know Ziggler beat Seth and Kurt, which holy fuck. Yeah, it's hard. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. I mean, he's getting a big push. Drew's getting a really big push, which we'll talk about on Raw. Um, but before we move on to Raw, Brock Lesnar is our new champion again. This honestly surprised me. Christian texts me this again. I go, I believed it. But I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Because the TV was the belt was just off TV for over a year, and then it was back on TV. Now it's back off TV yeah. for another like eight months. This is what I Mania. well, he'll be back. He's going to be back to, uh, next week, and he's going to be at Survivor Series. This is what I re- what I really, really disliked. I mean, I dislike Shane winning. Um, although they kind of saved it on SmackDown with his little explanation. Um, I disliked obviously the main event, but I really disliked the way that this match ended up being it was Five pretty fives it was a glorified it was a glorified squash yeah all right um so brock has his belt strictly for money reasons is this is really just proof that wwe does not give a flying fuck about anything but money they don't give they, they don't care about their fans they couldn't make. They don't really care about characters. They just care about making a quick buck. Like that's why this whole Saudi Arabia thing exists. That's why Brock is the champion, and arguably that's why the whole women's revolution is even a thing because they're cashing in on it. But I think it's also very opportunistic, and I think also from a woman's perspective, they have the roster to finally do something like that. Once they, they do. St- once they started focusing on women's wrestling, they're like, oh crap, we got a lot of talent here. And but then it comes to making money. The whole movement and the whole like global thing or whatever is going, like, whatever you want to call, it, is happening. They would never fucking do this. Well, it's just it's a money grab. It's a it's a pop culture thing. You always go to the money grab. Everything's a money grab in business. It's business. It's a show. You don't have a show unless you have people coming out and shelling out money. That's in any sort of entertainment and show. Mm. Facts. You know, so I mean, to say that it's a money grab, no shit, it's a money grab. So are you okay with Brock having a belt then? With that with that logic. With that, with that logic, no, I'm not okay with it. I'm still a fan. I don't like the way that they're going with it because I feel like they're just hitting a reset button because they're the guy mm-hmm. that they wanted to win the belt, obviously and unfortunately, um, is battling cancer at the moment. And I think they were going to do big things with Roman. And you'll hear from me, Roman was about to hit a major stride as mm-hmm. a superstar and as a performer. He was about to like pretty much get that peak and... He it, it got taken away from him, and so now WWE is like, all right, now we need to just hit reset and start all over again, and I think this is them starting all over again. I think it's unnecessary that they start all over again, because I think they could have started anew with someone else, and that new person should have been Braun Strowman. Yep. And there's so many guys on Raw that he can feud with. Like, you can build Lashley up. They're building Drew up like a motherfucker. Drew and Braun would have been build, perfect. Yeah, you could build Ziggler up. You can. You have Dean. Like, there's so many good heels on Raw right now that there's plenty of competition. Now it's like, well, what the fuck are they going to do while Brock's sitting on his ranch hunting and fucking Sable? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard. I don't know what they're going to do because... Pretty much the IC title now becomes Raw again, which is fine because that storyline between Seth and Dean is fantastic at the moment. But 
what do you do with, you know, main event players like Drew and Braun Strowman? Now, they have nothing to do. You can't have them feud over a belt that's not really there. And they're too big at this moment and, at this moment and not good enough workers to feud for the IC title. Yeah. Well, right now, Braun's with, with, Braun is with Corbin, which Corbin attacking Braun made no fucking sense at all. I, I, I hated that. Completely. It just didn't make sense. And Braun is the kind of guy who can get up from fucking anything. You mean to tell me that he got hurt so much by a fucking tap on the back with a belt from Baron Corbin? I mean, granted, it followed an F5 thereafter and thereafter and thereafter, but still, like, <laughs> the match is... You forgot two thereafters. Thereafter, thereafter. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. Uh, it, it really hurt Braun. This is the reset button, but... As we mentioned with business, Brock is going to make big money when he goes to UFC. And he is probably going to have that Universal Championship with him when DC, Daniel Cormier, fucks him up. Absolutely. DC, like, we, we wa- I watched UFC um, this past Saturday. I did whatever too. Whatever it was. With, with Axel. And... Uh, he fought was it Derek Lewis? Derek Lewis. He and he made Derek he Lewis look a, silly. He is a big boy. He is one of the hardest hitters in the industry. Like one, like he rocked DC in that, in that second round before he got choked out. Yeah. And like DC, you know, he saw him back off. They took him down and choked him out, and it was over. But DC is so good in heavyweight because a lot of the heavyweights are brawlers, they're fighters, and they don't really wrestle. Like DC's second DC, DC is an Olympic wrestler. He's a silver medalist. Like he's a fucking amazing wrestler. Yeah. So Brock. Yeah, yep. yo. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, I was just gonna say no. Uh, like MSG actually gave him a plaque yep. commemorating uh, his um, world championships victory and um, his uh, Madison Square Garden. Well, yeah, he's the first guy uh, in UFC yeah. history to defend the light heavyweight and the heavyweight UFC championship belts, which is ridiculous to drop and gain that much weight and defend both titles successfully. And still be hated for it. People fucking hate DC. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we've talked about that before. It's in the archives. But um, I'm excited for this Brock-DC fight. I hope he comes up with the belt. I hope, I hope Bruce Buffer announces him as a WWE champion. I hope Paul <laughs> Heyman comes with him because I think um, they are wising up UFC and WWE on their crossovers. At sooner than later, October of 2019, UFC and WWE are going to have the same home on Fox. Yeah. They're going to be I, I, I gonna just be picture partners. Bruce Buffer announcing and Paul Heyman has come up and put the hand up. Hold up. Me. <laughs> me. Mike me, bitch. <laughs> that's, I, that's actually exactly what I want to see. If you're going to have Brock be this conqueror, at least up until his UFC fight with DC, then fine. Because you know what? You bring the belt. You bring one of the hottest, most legendary wrestlers, WWE characters ever, into the world of UFC, where he dominated mm-hmm. with a WWE belt. You're go- that's viewership for UFC. That's viewership for WWE. UFC fans are going to start watching WWE a little bit more. WWE, WWE fans are going to start watching UFC a little bit more. It's a win-win to have both of those belts seen on at one time. It's, it's madness. It's better than yeah. anything Survivor Series or any other pay-per-view could put together. It is it is a win win, but something else that needs to like for for the UFC to really capitalize on this, they need a fucking stacked card 
for that match. Like they need, they need John Jones versus Guff to sit on the fucking undercard. I don't like, think you need a stacked card because everybody's gonna tune in for that match. True. And then people are gonna pay for that match. True, but they're gonna watch the whole card. I mean, McGregor Khabib wasn't a stacked card. Didn't Obviously, need to be. the biggest thing, biggest thing Brock needs to do is stay on the right side of the um, USADA. Uh, yeah, stop taking fucking roids. Because let's, <laughs> like, let's he let's be serious. Like when he was training for his comeback against Mark Hunt, like everything was all dandy. Then boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like fight turned to a no contest. Like. So who who knows? Like I have faith that Brock Lesnar will be able to uh, stay clean, so to speak, uh, as someone who uh, you know also is staying clean still. Two months left on my program, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I do know that Dana White has said that uh, Brock is welcome to bring the belt, but I think the ball is obviously going to be in Vince McMahon's Absolutely. court on uh, on you know. So, who knows, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to that fight. I'm not looking forward to Brock as Universal Champion. Um, it, it, it's just not Put it this way, the Universal title is, in my eyes, and probably in the eyes of many other people, not a legitimate world heavyweight title. Because you don't see it often, it's not defended as often as AJ does it. AJ's been going at this thing for a year. AJ's title is the older title of the two. The only way at this point that that Universal title can have some sort of legitimacy, no, um, <laughs> is is if if it's the way they're gonna go. The only way that Universal title can have legitimacy is to have Brock go into UFC and beat Cormier. I don't know if it's gonna happen. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. Much chance. I don't know if it's possible. Even if, Brock, even if Brock beats Cormier, that does nothing to the WWE Universal yes, Championship. Yes, nothing. it does. Ooh. It, yes, it does. It brings a real life legitimacy to it. It's interest. That's an interesting point because it's two different sports. One's entertainment. One's an actual sport. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna be a f- asshole here and say yes and no. Um, <laughs> Are you gonna be that guy? I'm going to be that guy because, yes, I mean, sure, because he actually defended it in a real fight. But no, because it was on WWE, so really, like, who cares? But it, it, which, it, which is it's why going when, to care. Which is why when Brock loses, it's not going to matter. It's not going to hurt him in any way, shape, or form in WWE. He still that is, he's still that is if he loses, let's not, I mean, we get, I get it, Cormier is an Olympic wrestler, but Brock was one of the most highly taught out NCAA wrestlers of all time. But look, look, Brock could have gone DC's anywhere. These Derek Lewis would knock the fuck out of Brock Lesnar. It's possible. We, Cor- called, we Cormier, thought Derek Lewis would knock the fuck out of Cormier, and he didn't. Cor- Brock Lesnar also had his UFC thing, had to retire diverticulitis, had the return against Hunt, got the suspension. Like, Brock's been, like, in and out of it. Obviously, the time out of it, he's been in the WWE ring. Cormier's been, like, whole tenure. Like, so? I don't think I don't I don't think Brock has a chance. I I, I think you guys are underestimating Brock. I mean, East is gonna love me for this, but I think you guys are really underestimating Brock. Brock is like those one of those once in a generational talents that he can actually go from sport to sport and do this. I think I'm, you're underestimating DC. I'm not underestimating DC at all. I, I I get what DC has done for the sport, but DC doesn't draw like Brock. No matter what, Brock wins out of all of this. Brock is the biggest UFC draw 
of all time. He's one of the biggest WWE draws of all time because of his talent, because of his look, and because of his dominance and his skill. Is J- Brock the biggest UFC of all time? B- biggest draw? UFC draw like, of all is that, time. Is that an actual fact? I... We'd uh, have to fact check uh, it, I, but I believe he is. I, I, up there. I, we'd have to fact check it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll say one of definitely one of. I think maybe not McGregor now, but um, <laughs> McGregor to say that yes. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's he's up there. He's definitely top three. Um, but guys, let's move on um, to Monday Night Raw. I really want to talk about Kurt Angle. Fuck, dude, what a match at that main event. I mean, Con- Con- go ahead. Conor McGregor is the biggest, biggest draw. draw. Oh, after that last match? After that last fight? The, yeah. It, it, well, him and Khabib. Yeah, that 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 was probably one of the biggest main events ever. Lesnar's second behind him, but McGregor's draw is almost 15 full points higher. Who's number three, Dave? Number three is uh, Chris Weidman and Ronda yeah, Rousey. Okay, yeah. No, that all makes sense. Okay, totally. Fucking Weidman got knocked out too. That was amazing. Or it was a great. It out. was a great shot, and it was a it was a perfect shot in the temple. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, he got knocked the fuck out. Um, but over over to Raw, Kurt Angle. Is this the last we see of Kurt Angle? I mean, that was a pretty stellar match. He tapped out to the ankle lock. Like the story think- they told, I was really into it. The match itself was fine. Um, Kurt Angle really just can't really the- go anymore. He's too old. He's too beat up. No, he he um he. Got hit awkwardly early on in the match. <coughs> Excuse me. And from that point on, <coughs> you could see he was a little glassy-eyed. Didn't have his balance. Like um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it, in all honesty, like I did, I disagree with him having wrestled on Raw. Like he has a couple matches left. Period. Mm. I think those I think those should be big four. Mm. So if you factor it in, be part of five on five Survivor Series, which you probably won't again. Maybe involved in the Royal Rumble, match at Mania. But like I think I think the match was wasted. Um and like don't get me wrong, I I missed nostalgic as fuck whenever I get to see Kurt Angle, but like it, it, it wasn't the same you could like you, you could tell he was off his game like especially when he was doing those uh the three amigos German suplexes and like he each time he did the suplex it took him longer and longer to get back up that's the story that's why you don't like the match that's that's the, but that's the story right there. He, it, that's the story that they're telling it's, you. It's because he 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 physically could not. That wasn't story. That was him literally having been. Dave, Dave, listen to me very closely. Dave. Oh, that is the story. Dave, listen to me very closely. Wrestling is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no. Just just say it's, Dave. Just say it's still real to me. Damn it. Just say it once. <laughs> Hey, it's still nope. real to me, damn it. <laughs> but, but I'm sorry. I will not. I think, I think, I think Dave is kind of trying to, trying to figure out in his brain the difference between selling and real life. I mean, it, it could have been real. It totally could have been. But no, Kurt, Kurt Angle, it, it, it's, I've read it in multiple sources that Kurt Angle 
was knocked silly for a good chunk of he that He got match. hit on a bad he angle. Didn't have his back. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to. That was a good pun. I love, um, I love puns. Dave, I want to see these sources of yours. Please share them in our chat. Whenever you have, have these sources, please, I want links. I'm very But, ex- I'm but very here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think if that I see is. Satin, if I see by Ryan Satin, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually. Um, but I, here's what I think it is I think that is actually a story by Kurt. Doesn't have that much time left. And if you think yeah. about the ending of that match with McIntyre, it's a very eerie ending. Like, the yeah. crowd kind of didn't know how to react. Like, it looked like a real bad ass whooping by Drew McIntyre, to be completely honest with you. And I think that might be the story going forward. I don't think Kurt makes it past Mania. Um, I think Kurt may even have a retirement match at Mania. But I think Kurt misses out on Survivor Series, which fuels his story to do these a couple, do these like one more match things, um, yeah. you know, at Rumble and at Mania. You can even do, you can even have a whole authority thing with Stephanie and Corbin. Be like, all right, Kurt, we're going to get, you can do the whole Ric Flair thing all over again. You'll give you one more match, and until you lose, like, you'll retire, you'll retire after your, after your next loss. Uh, First and foremost, you you wouldn't see that authority angle with Stephanie and Baron oh, Corbin. Oh yeah, you would last because time, Baron Corbin's the, Corbin's the last time you saw the last time you saw Baron Corbin and Stephanie on screen. Stephanie was telling Corbin to watch himself mm-hmm. after putting himself in a title. And he gave a title back to Brock, which is perfectly fine. I I feel like Corbin is probably. In the good graces of Stephanie again, like I could see what's well, kind of. Well, he's a heel, of course. Yeah. He is. I mean, but I I do agree with Dave. Kurt Angle has physically few matches left. That's not storyline. That's real life. Yeah. But you you can play it into a story, which is which he told in the match. Um. It I wouldn't. You guess. I wouldn't mind the recycling of the one more match you lose and that's it thing because I think they worked well with Flair. I think it could work with Kurt. I also agree with Dave, a match, like, one of his last matches, period, shouldn't be on Raw. Like, <laughs> but I'm glad I saw it. It was Drew McIntyre shined like a new penny. He played he, he played his role perfectly. And he was diabolical. Dude. He played with them, and he finished them with his own finishing move, which is the biggest slap of yo, disrespect. Yo, he, with the Olympic slam and the ankle yeah. lock. He, like, did a huge Olympic and, slam, and, too. And, he, like, did, like, two turns. Yeah, yo, his, his Olympic slam was literally, like, the thing of dreams. Kurt Angle during his prime couldn't even do it. Kurt Angle's not six five. That's why. Yeah, that's that's true. But it, it, either <clears> way, <throat> it keeps you intrigued. Like I left Raw being like, shit. Is that the last time we're gonna see Kurt? Yeah, because like, because like it looked bad. <laughs> it looked bad. I mean, think about what we thought was gonna be the Big Show's last match when Braun took him out in the steel cage, and we didn't see Big Show for a long time. Yeah. Because he got he got healthy, lost weight, and joined the bar. Yeah, that that bar. too. I mean, I don't think Kurt's gonna take that long of a hiatus off because he's still part of a major storyline that kind of started, you know, fueling Kurt that scene between. The bar. Yeah, <laughs> they started building that. They started building that feud between him and Baron Corbin, which I think in the end Corbin will finally get a good rub off of it. Mm. So we're we're just gonna have to wait and see. <coughs> But Kurt doesn't make it into the into the next the new year after Mania. I don't think. I think Kurt's done yeah. after this. I don't. I don't really like for his well being as the as the man Kurt Angle. I don't want yeah. him to wrestle for too much longer. Like, what's he got? He's got to start thinking about how he's going to be when he's seventy. If he even lasts to seventy, like, is he going to be? Is he going to be like fucking Lex Luger where he can't even walk? Like, yeah. It's what's he got mm, left to prove? 
Like, exactly. But then again, you know what? He has that itch. He's a full-grown man. He can make his own decisions. And if he wants to do it, fuck it. I'll keep watching. Um, Double D-Lo finally won about the Raw fucking Tag time. Team Champions. It is about fucking time. Uh, Seth Rollins came out with... the I call I called him the Miz when he had uh, the U.S. belts and both tag belts. I'd call him a Dave when he's leaving Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> that's right. He's Dave with hair. <laughs> No, yeah, I had I had a fucking three belts. I think you had like four, and like your pants were falling, so you tried to you tried to use one of the championship belts as your actual belt to keep your pants up. This is funny because Dave had three belts but couldn't keep his pants up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, because because you know how like you put on jeans and like they fit snugger on around your waist, but then by the end of the day, they're like because of the way your body condenses. Like, the worst feeling in the world. So, oh, it, it, it's it's absolutely <laughs> awful. But yeah, Seth, Seth, Seth Rollins took uh, he took my shtick there. He came out with uh, the tag belts draped over his shoulders, with the IC belt around his waist. Um, I, I'm I'm happy Double D'Lo finally got the titles. Uh, like I think that's a step in the right direction of bringing legitimacy to. Uh, the raw tag team scene again. Obviously, there are a lot of good tag teams in wait. There's still the revival if they ever, you know, get that rub. Oh my god, uh, this is the perfect it, time for the revival to do something because now they have someone they're familiar with in AOP. Yeah, but they're both heels. The revival's dead in the water, dude. I don't think we're gonna see them back for a long time. If which ever. is a fucking shame. Yeah. There's so much talent with those guys. Yeah, I mean they're losing to fucking Lucha House Party, so. Lucha, yo, Lucha. You, you, you can't get you uh, can't get much lower than bottom from there. Yo, I, I'm st- like I know we're talking about the tag team scene right now. I'm still really curious on why they out of nowhere started doing these. Uh, six-man tag matches for the cruiserweights on Raw. Well, have the Lucha House Party on Raw. I think this might lead to a five-on-five cruiserweight match at uh, Survivor Series. I hope not. One thing I could care less about. I don't know. There's a lot you can do. There's a lot more you can do with Survivor Series. I don't think 205 Live doing it right now is the best best time because I don't think there's anybody that's comparable to them in WWE programming that they could go up against. Yeah. Well, well, no, it would be like heels versus faces. You could have Lucha House Party, Cedric and Mustafa versus Buddy Murphy, Hideo Itami, um, Drew Gulak, and, and and insert two other heel cruiserweights, uh, Kendrick oh, and Oh, so, I mean, when you're talking a pre-show match like that, then perfect, yeah. That fits him right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's just, it's weird seeing, like, the Lucha House Party... Like vignettes for Raw, which like just reinforces what I said a long time ago. They are still under the Raw umbrella. I think it's just the Lucha House Party just coming over for a random reason. Well, if Lucha House Party is still on two hundred five live, I'll give you a maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what like because like, like we don't, I don't see know. the purple robes. We don't see the champion. They don't really mention. They don't even. They didn't. They didn't mention anything about two hundred five live. They just, said just the lucha house party. Yeah. Yeah. Which fuck them. I don't care. Uh, they're gonna get squashed by double D low. Who the fuck? I like is their shirts, by the way. Sure. Their their tag team division is such shit. There's no one for double D low to work with. There's no one because they don't build anybody. Breeze Angle's injured. They won't give the revival the go ahead. The B team, but they're 
the, where is the B team? They were on the stage on Raw. The Ascension. <laughs> oh yeah, they're on Raw too. Yeah, they are. Are they, still, are they still fighting Bobby Roode for no reason? I don't. Yeah, I think so. You have Bobby Roode and, and Chad Gable, Great. which is bound to explode in someone's face. We're waiting for Bobby Roode to turn heel, and no one cares. Uh, so yeah, the the Raw tag division is is very very lacking, but I think. The only suitable tag team right now is the Revival. Jason Jordan and American Alpha aren't coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, if Jason Jordan was going to come back, he has some unfinished business with Seth, so it would have been a nice little, like, callback. Oh, the if last he come thing back, we but... need is Jason Jordan yeah, infusing but, a Seth and but, Dean feud. <laughs> <laughs> but but we, we all know that he is le- dealing with legitimate... Uh, possible like career ending ramifications so they're grooming him for a uh, producer agent backstage type maybe of it's fun like son he has but, a um, problem yeah right <laughs> <laughs> maybe he comes a new byron saxton oh my god i hope not i <laughs> hope so terrible i hope so that would be terrible <laughs> like let's, let's pivot back to seth um dean ambrose actually came in and attacked him that was really funny thing is kind of left it was pretty funny um, but then commentary is kind of shifted over to Renee. It's like, hey, Renee, we know you're married, you know, Michael Cole pretty, your husband. Michael Cole pretty much said, hey, Renee, you're fucking him. Do you know anything about this? Yeah, right? And she's just like, mm, <laughs> no. no. She's like, I haven't <laughs> talked to him. It's like, but don't, don't you live together? Well. <laughs> you can live together with somebody and not talk when he, to anybody. When, he, when, when he's in these moods, I just can't do it. But that's legitimately what Michael Cole said. It's, it's just, it's weird for Renee Young to be in this position, because she has to, like, well, she's down, she, like, talk character. shit about her husband. It's like, her, I don't like her character. But no, I she's playing the character, she's an announcer, and the announcer's, and the announcer's husband is a wrestler. Like, we, they did this line, they did the same thing before on SmackDown with The Miz. Yeah, but that she was an announcer though. She was just a backstage person. That's completely different. Like, well, she's on she was TV also an in-ring commentator all the time. Okay, like, I, so I, Vince McMahon, I, I Vince McMahon, and the son think, Shane. I also don't think she's a good fucking an, a, announcer. Like, I, I, I color. I just don't think she's good at it. It's because she's white, so she's not colored. <laughs> hey, well, you want to know what? Well, enough, enough no, people. <laughs> enough color. people do. Okay, white is actually a color. It is a presence of all color. Black is the white is definitely white not the presence of all color. Black is white is I've all of the colors. Uh, trust me, I've been to enough. I did to enough dances and bars to know that white is not the presence of color. God, you guys have no rhythm. Hey, um, you know what? You know what, Ricky? Yes, Ricky, you may what? be colored, but I'm all the colors. <laughs> no, you you are far from all the colors, sir. By textbook definition. <laughs> well, we're all the colors. Pound it. Pound me. Too wow. sweet, me, bro. Yeah, no, God, Too I'm, sweet. I'm out. I, I quit. But um, I quit. <laughs> uh, 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 enough people. Enough people do think Renee did good. Uh, good enough job. And one thing about Crown Jewel, we didn't even gloss over. She did get the go-ahead. They flew her by herself, and she was on commentary at Crown That's got to be she, weird. She didn't wear her picnic blanket. Wow. No, yeah, wow, she, you, she are, was, you are colored. She was, wearing like, she, was, she was wearing a full black thing. Her shoulders were covered, and the sleeves were up to her wrist. Yeah. But, uh, her yeah, hair wasn't so, covered, though. You don't have to have your hair colored. Some of that is just traditional, like, religion, religious garb. 
Det var det var okay. Yeah, no, that that that's uh, you only have to do that if you are if you adhere to the uh if you're a follower. <laughs> it would be really funny if she was out there and her voice was muffled because her mouth was covered. And you just find out like Renee's like a follower of Islam out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my oh my god guys, it's my bitch Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yes, you are totally the absence of color, Will, thank you. Be fucking hysterical. Come on, it's funny. Anyway, uh, sh- or I Or be uncultured, I, yes. Uncultured, fine. Um I just don't think she's great. She she's a really good play by play. And I think because the, the best color commentators like like Corey Graves, like JBL, like Jerry the King, they were all former wrestlers. Renee but you're also no... talking heel commentators. Okay, even, well, give Renee's me Renee's not um, a heel. Okay, all right, Taz. Taz was a face commentator. He, a Taz wasn't a face commentator. Taz was more just a, a color guy who knew wrestling and business. Taz is a great commentator, number one, but Taz didn't really play face or heel. It was back when they were when there was like a two man booth, and Taz was there because Jerry was doing something. And Taz, exactly. And but no, but Taz actually was an announcer that called the stuff in the ring. He no, was I very he was very technical and he was fantastic at what he was doing. I wouldn't mind Renee Young. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't mind Renee Young as play by play on SmackDown because she's not going to be play by play on Raw. That's Michael Cole's job until as long as he wants it. But Renee Young just isn't a good color commentator because she isn't she isn't a wrestler. Yeah, but you also have to give her a shot like this. Like, oh, of course. Jim, I, I have no wait, doubt also, Jim Ross wasn't a wrestler either. He's but Jim play-by-play. Ross, well, Jim Ross is play-by-play, sure. Be bad as it may, but this is still something that she's very, I think she's above average to. I mean, it's either that or you're going back to Booker T or Byron Saxton. Mm. Well, she's better than both of them for sure. But like, Poor she doesn't yeah. really, she isn't. Add much to commentary, and now like I, she I would like I would mind right now. She's still learning that. I mean, when Corey Graves first started, Corey Graves wasn't this fantastic announcer. Oh, then when he first he was. Started. Now, no, not when he first got the gig. Neither is Percy Jackson for that matter. But well, Percy he's Jackson, also he's also Percy trash. Jackson is coming into his wrestler. own. Okay, Nigel McGuinness took some time to kind of get into something, and Nigel McGuinness isn't always the best announcer either, and he's a former wrestler. Well, I have no doubt when a young will improve, but right now I just think she's garbage. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you should just be like, she just needs to go right now, which is what you're saying. She's garbage, she needs to go. I think she, no, I think she's misplaced. So you think she needs to improve? I think she needs to be play-by-play. She's, she's done play-by-play before, and she's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, she did, did she do some play-by-play on May Young or um, I think the first May Young. I can't I don't recall, know, but she's she's done play-by-play before. I mean, she was also was she she was play-by-play of color on NXT for a while too. I don't recall. Like way be back honest. when this was like when I first started watching NXT before she was even on the main roster as a backstage person. She was play-by-play of color on NXT. I'd I'd have to look back in the archives. I don't recall. Hmm. I mean, so, I like I like Renee Young. She's really good at what she does, but just I don't think she's the right person for color commentary. I I think she's I think she's fine. Like I said, it's either Booker T or Byron are your other options. Fair, and I think she'd be better suited kind of being on the side of her husband. So saying I don't know, uh, this kind of giving this weird awkward answer. Kind of be like, yeah, no, fuck him, fuck Seth Rollins. That's my husband. <laughs> well, no, but she doesn't know if Dean's going to play the character. But Dean's not talking to anybody. Then it has to include his wife. Dean's not talking to anybody, and so she has to play that up. Her playing that up that she's not talking to him sells Dean's character ten times more. 
and and also you have to factor in like during this whole thing like with Dean coming into his heel turn his thing with uh Seth and like Renee on commentary I guarantee she's hearing a fuck ton from Gorilla so like oh, yeah. Vince is in her ear <laughs> you you better believe it yes so you know it, it, it's going to take her a little bit of time to come into her own I think what she's doing right now is just fine. She's able to keep Corey Graves at bay, you know, here and there. That's all we need. And she's knowledgeable enough about the product where I, I enjoy it. Like, yeah, I think she doesn't She doesn't take away from the action. She doesn't, but she doesn't add anything either. Like, li- listen to what, listen to, actually listen to what she says. And be Did like, Booker T add anything? Did Byron Sometimes. Saxon add anything? Yeah, I mean, honestly... What did Byron does. add? I mean, Byron was just you, the ass for you, Corey If Graves. you take Renee Young out, it nothing changes. I doubt that. Like, what she says just doesn't add anything. But you can say the same thing away. about Byron, or you can say the same thing about Booker T. I, I disagree. I don't. I mean, I do, actually. I do disagree. I can't say I don't disagree. That's a double negative. Oh, shit, I'm in check. Fuck. Oh, I'm what? also playing chess with Manny. Um, so, last thing I want to talk about in Raw is the Nia Jax heel turn. Or oh, actually, first, Ronda Rousey coming out and saying she's the baddest bitch on the planet. Ooh, she dropped the bitch word. Uh, no, not even uh, that. It wasn't, that wasn't the big part about that promo. It was more so her talking about Becky Lynch's actual outside of wrestling careers. Becky Lynch was actually a stunt woman. Becky Lynch actually went to, went, to, went to clown school. Becky Lynch actually um, was a flight attendant working with her mother. Mm-hmm. So those are real things. So Becky Lynch also was in the Marine Six close quarters coming to you on check, TV. Look, at, look out for it, folks. Um, take that, Sharknado. <laughs> no. um, but but it, it's one of those things where now this is the best built feud leading into Survivor Series, where Ronda and Becky are now going for their actual, like, real-life um, things that have happened to them. Right. And I think it's going to make... This is going to be... This is going to be, this, this is gonna be a great match. I can't wait. Becky Becky cut a savage promo last week. Ronda cut a savage promo this week. This is going to be the show stealer of Survivor Series. Either that or a low-key Shinsuke and Seth. Yeah, that too, if Shinsuke actually gives a shit. You know what I really wanted to happen before we cross over to SmackDown? When Dean, I, 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 this is how I would have booked it. Dean hits Seth with the Dirty Deeds, leaves. Shinsuke shows up out of nowhere and kicks the shit out of Seth when Seth's trying to get up. And that's your build to the Survivor Series mid-card. I think, I think all that's happening next Ah, week. too little too late for me. I mean, they, did, they didn't, they didn't well, have a lot of time to begin with. I'll give you that. Um, but I feel like you got to... The, the sooner you can do it, the better. And I thought this past Monday would have been the perfect time to build that Seth and Shinsuke feud. Because Seth and Shinsuke, we've never seen before. That has the makings of a classic match if both of them are on their game. Agreed. I, I still think all the invasion angles are going to be safer this week. But I understand where you're coming from with the too late for you. But guess we'll see how they play out. I mean, there's literally... A week and a half until so we, a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. Crazy. Buy your right, main tickets Nia, and Nia watch Jax Survivor is a heel, Series. Now Jax is a heel finally. The wild Samoan women. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird. No. It. it, it I. It, 
it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, about and it. it also adds an it, it also adds another viable tag team for the soon to be announced. I think Stephanie's gonna be on Raw next week. I think Stephanie's gonna be announcing the uh whatever the women's tag thing is. So they're actually setting up legitimate teams, and then on SmackDown you have like Asuka and Naomi tagging together a lot now. Um and you have the iconics. So I think I think I think it's another step closer to the uh, formation of the tag team and uh you know it's a callback to uh to family cuz I mean we've never seen Wild Simone, Simone women so I think it'd be pretty cool to watch. Uh Dave, can you confirm or, or not confirm for me about cuz I know they hinted at it on SmackDown as well. The form these uh Survivor Series tag team like elimination match for the men is there supposed to be one for the women as well they didn't really talk about it they didn't say anything so do we know if anything like that is um, happening uh it hasn't been announced as of right now and i don't think we're gonna be getting that uh i think for the women there's just gonna be the uh the women's five on five uh smackdown versus uh team bliss uh, oh, Alexa Bliss and like, Corbett gear. Yeah, like fans everywhere were clamoring for her to become a uh, uh, general manager. But yeah, no, yeah, uh, I I awesome. think that I <laughs> I think they She's I think they are, are. Yeah, like I would I like it? Yes, but like I'm I'm not really a fan of the tag team elimination because it's just another five-man elimination but two tag teams are involved so i've i'm not really a fan of it but you know we're moving to smackdown soon so you know we had the bar versus uh new day winner captains the team um and then it's basically going to be those two teams so i don't know i think there's already like heavy on the eliminations it, it, it is heavy but i mean it's a long it is a long long it, 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 it's a long yeah it's a long yeah it really so they is can, they can do they can do a lot with it so i don't know let's go on to smackdown real quick smackdown what was what was shane's reasoning for fucking he put the te- pretty much he put the team on his back um which was fine i, I don't think we're gonna get a heel shane I think this was kind of they just they wrote it off really quickly on um, on SmackDown. This actually was the more entertaining show. SmackDown put on one SmackDown put on a, well not like the SmackDown put on a fantastic show from top to bottom. Uh, Shane names Daniel Bryan uh, captain of Team SmackDown for five on five. The Miz comes out and is like, "What the fuck." excuse me (laughs) yeah limping mind you (laughs) still selling the injury um and he's like i should be captain and shane's like you're right you should be captain so now you're both co-captains so now you have a strange bedfellows thing and so and so (laughs) shane i'm not shane uh d bry and miz are backstage trying to figure out who goes first 
who they're going to pick for the next three positions. And Miz goes, well, you know what, Shane? It should be you. So Shane McMahon is now part of the Survivor Series team again. Of and course the, he is. And the crazy part about it is Daniel Bryan agreed with him. So then Miz... They had this Miz and Debray had this had awkward this... smiling stare off, and they're like, "This is weird, isn't it?" <laughs> and they and they and, and they ju- they just like go their separate ways. And then they kept doing it, so they kept what? playing the strange bedfellows thing. Um, it's there was that you had the Becky Lynch promo, which was fantastic. And, and you had the return of Sanity. Oh my God, I completely forgot they exist, but they didn't come alone. Nikki, 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 Whoa, Nikki, Nikki. clapping in my ears. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Nikki Cross. Oh, my yeah, God. I, pro, no I, Nut November ended for me when Nikki Cross got into the ring and went to Becky. Let's play, Becky. Becky, let's play. Play with Nikki, Becky. Like, all my fantasies became reality in that one moment. Ricky, you, uh, you lasted a good six days. I mean, it's... Not nothing for a month is actually bad for you. Prostate cancer awareness, folks. Um... I'm so serious about that. <laughs> I know. I, no, no, I know. It's just it's just with the straight face how serious you were. Uh, but, yeah, no, there was that. Uh, the, the Finally, the debut of Nikki Cross. Now we can have Sanity and Nikki Cross kind of do their thing on Rough Shot. And Nikki Cross, as long as they keep their character the way she was in NXT, is going to be a star no matter what because she's out of her fucking mind. She Her, her past few months in NXT have been the best I've seen out of... God, I don't even know how many people. She, her out of work character NXT build. Has been outstanding. Her character building is fantastic. 10 out of 10. Absolutely fantastic, and I hope they keep that in there. And, but I think the highlight of the show, besides the so-so main event, um, Rey Mysterio, Andrade Cien Almas. A Zelina Vegalis. I don't care. You had La Sombra versus Rey Mysterio, essentially, and they tore the house down. It was pretty much like a Lucha Libre match, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yo. That it was a hard hitting lucha libre match. Because um, Andrade just likes to kill people. It, yeah, literally that match is everything that dreams are made. Yes, of. Uh, Ray won. Ray got his chance to be on the Survivor Series team. What sucks? I really thought Andrade would have had a great time to shine in the five on five. But I mean, this just adds to Andrade looking good in a loss. Andrade's lost more when he's won on SmackDown, but every time he loses, every and time he loses, you're like, "Damn, he looks yeah, you're better." Like, Damn, Andrade's really fucking good. Like he, his matches with Daniel Bryan, fucking AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, he is starting to be put in that position for a push, not to the extent like to the Moon and Back that Drew's getting, but he's being positioned for that prime push, and I. Definitely think after Survivor Series, we're going to have him feuding with Shinsuke for the United States title. I would love to see that. I would also love to see. It's a it's a long shot here. But I would love to see Andrade win the Rumble and challenge AJ for that belt. 
Yeah, good luck with that. I know. I know. I know it's not going to happen, but imagine the possibility. If you're going to make the Universal title your kind of your pop culture, your your big newsworthy championship match, give us the wrestling match in the WWE Championship with Andrade versus AJ Styles. You tell me they can't they can't tear the house down on WrestleMania together? They would. It would be terrifying. <laughs> It would be really terrifying. They both sell really well. They both hit each other really hard. It'd be a fantastic all-around match. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it should. Give those guys 25 minutes, they'll put on a classic. No, I, I'm I'm still with the belief that uh, our WWE title picture for Mania is Miz versus d Which is fine. It's just a matter of who... It's just a matter of who has the title versus who wins the Rumble, which I'm happy with. Um, like I, I'm still like all for uh, AJ Styles. I'm happy he broke the record, but like I, I kind of want to see some of these uh, like some of these others because we're just getting the same old. What AJ record now. did he break though? And I. I uh, he's, he just passed Hulk Hogan for ninth longest reign. Ah, it's not, well, I mean, it's passing Hulk, but... Ninth longest reign of the, well, ninth longest reign of the modern era? I think it's with that title. Oh, with... With the heavyweight title. Because Hulk had a reign of, like, four years. But it might have been, it might have been a different title lineage, so... The, the WWE Championship lineage is a weird thing. It it, it 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 has like the like branches off like the Legend of Zelda pretty, timeline. Pretty so. much, it's like a, the WWE WWE titles like the multiverse. Yeah, oh my it God. is. It's like a multiverse. Le- uh, but um, yeah, no, SmackDown definitely for me was a better show. Oh, and Samoa Joe became um, the fifth member of of the SmackDown team, which was fucking perfect. Who did he beat again? Uh, he beat Jeff Hardy. Surprise, surprise. So, sorry, Kate. Jeff Daddy and didn't MJ. win. And any, and any other Jeff Hardy and fans. And Including Will's dancing. Oh, yeah, my dancing. <laughs> that Amen dance, to that. That dancing was fucking horrible. The it, one, was, it, was, it was the main event of the, whole, of the whole show. No, it wasn't. The one thing that I do feel like is person's getting slighted from a SmackDown Survivor Series 5-on-5 is uh, Rusev, yeah. I think Rusev deserves that spot. Um, And you could even put Randy in there. Randy's skill work right now has been fantastic. And Randy could have been in that spot. However, the cool thing, uh, what I really like to see is that the Raw team or the Raw show is kind of very chopped up. It seems like the SmackDown team was a lot smoother in transition until the end when they started fighting each other. Well, well, I mean, it, the Raw, they only announced a couple people on each of their squads. SmackDown announced their whole squads for men Except and Except for women. Charlotte. Charlotte did not accept the captain position yet. No, but but she did She did accept the, uh, she did accept the position on the team, no, did she not? No, it was, it was she, only the captain position. So, she's either captain and on the team no, or no, not I, on at no, all. No, I, I, I could have... I could have sworn she came out as a fifth person. No. Part of the no, team. Uh, from no, Asia Mandy League. came out. Oh, yes, that's the, right. the hotter but less talented Charlotte Flair. 
Facts. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Facts. <laughs> facts. Potential Sonya Deville Mandy fight. That is happening. I think Sonya mm. Deville is is going to be a future superstar. In she the could company. be. She totally could be. Well, she well, has all the making. I mean, I mean, she is a superstar right now. Merch already. Put your hair up and square up. And I love how when she's walking to the ring, she's like, "Dave, no one can see you <laughs> lip sync." <laughs> well, it, well, if they could, they would know what I, I just said. I don't said. know what I don't. I don't even know what you said, and I'm watching you right now. <laughs> put your hair up. She mouths. Put your hair up and square up, and she'll point to her hair, then put up her face. Oh, I did not. I didn't notice that at all. But it is all right, Mickey, you ready for tweets? I am Redhair, Willen, and Gable. Tweets. It's time for this week's top five tweets. Tip of the crown featuring King Ricky. All right, folks. It is time for my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the ground. Tip of the crown. So let's see what wrestling... (laughs) Shut up around the throne. Um, Let's (laughs) let's see what wrestling Twitter had for us this week. Our number five favorite tweet of the week comes from our good brother Wade from the Rant With Ant community. And Wade goes, if you take Kevin Hart and mix in some Cisco, you get this. Leo Rush. Ooh. Okay. It's true. It's true. Our number four uh, favorite tweet of the week comes from a co-host of Rand with Ann, Issa of the WWE Demon Diva, um, at WWE Demon Diva. She goes, I like my RKO's from out of nowhere. Ooh. Well, wasn't that... everybody? That's, well, I don't know. Es- so... Especially Evan Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Matt Sidow? Or, sure. or, 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 or Seth Rollins from Media 31? Yeah. <laughs> or his <Yes>. kid. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My number three favorite tweet of the week comes from the queen of the Valkyrie, at Danny Nolan, and she goes, let's be real, Rana doesn't lose well. She throws a fit and quits. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. She, well, she didn't throw a fit. She, she, had a got... me- she had a mental breakdown. Yeah, that happens. Mental breakdowns are a real thing. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, like one in five Americans. Anywho, my number I've had one. Two, my number two favorite tweet of the week comes from the handsome Randall at handsome Randall, and he goes, "Ever get the feeling that Brock Lesnar being given the belt is as welcomed by the fans as a case of anal warts?" Ooh, ouch! <laughs> anal warts? Yeah. What? How the fuck do you come up with anal warts? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't come up with the fucking tweet. Maybe you should have. <laughs> I, I came up with a better tweet, but I don't like to put myself at the top and tip of the ground most of the time. Um, but our number one favorite tweet of the week comes from hashtag Mr. Fretz. Mr. Fretz. Oh, Mr. Fretz, how are you, young chap? And Mr. Fretz goes, in regards to the tag team title match between AOP and Seth Rollins, he goes, I see public execution is still legal in England. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. Leaders, it, hey, it was an execution. It was a glorified squash. But you got to get the belts off stuff somehow. Ladies okay, and gentlemen. Be- before Kurt tapped, sorry, he should have just yelled freedom. <laughs> what a dick. 
What well, like, ladies and gentlemen, that is my top five favorite tweets of the week. Hashtag tip of the crowd. If you want to be part of this uh, segment on our show, just use hashtag tip of the crown during Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, not Crown Jewel. And I'll be sure to look out for it in the Twitter sphere on Wrestling Twitter. We also have our past winners archived on our page in our memory section under hashtag tip of the crown. Will, back to you, sir. I'm going to win one of these days. This you wait. You have to be able to tweet and actually stay up for a show to do that. I mean, I stay I stay up past the shows. I'm not working, so I'm staying up. I've been staying up late. You gotta not play God of War. Hey, I I I know that person that runs the uh, the podcast uh, Twitter nominated one of mine one week, but then there Oof. were a couple better ones. Towards you got the end close. Of the week, so. You got close. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I I did get close, not through my own volition, because like it actually was official, like from the podcast Twitter, uh, and not one of the times when I randomly use it. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's, like half the time, I'll open my uh, Twitter notifications and I'll open to the KOTR one. So I'm trying to figure out how I can turn off the KOTR notifications but keep mine on. But neither here nor there. That's the one. Uh, Dave, I so, gotta hear for you. It's it's as, settings. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that later. All right, King of the Night, ladies and gentlemen. So, Dave I, has something to say. Okay. William, yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the KOT over one. That's, that's, that's announcements. That's afterwards, right? Do you know your own show, Will? I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a brain okay. fart. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what happens when you're unemployed. It's, it's cause it, freedom. It's, it's cause jobless. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, uh, Dave, do your announcements. Right. Yeah, so uh, as uh, King, of the night. King Ricky's at <laughs> Will, stop fucking interrupting you disrespectful little shit as, as King Ricky's been announcing on the Twitter, we announced this last week, so on Friday I will be driving up to Poughkeepsie to the Northeast Wrestling event where I will be meeting Kenny Omega and I'll be getting five things autographed Two of those uh, pictures I will be getting autographed will be raffled off. In order to get your um, en- entrances into the raffle, uh, buy our merch. And if you've already bought our merch, post a picture of you in our merch. Tweet it at the podcast, at the host, and use the hashtag KOTR. Rewards and if you use a KOTR rewards hashtag by itself, that's one. If you post a picture, that's five. And or or also Dave, be... show proof of purchase because I know at this point by the time we order a shirt online, it wouldn't be able to be delivered. Yeah. Show proof yeah. of purchase. Yeah, or show or show us proof of purchase and um if you pay my rent next month you well, automatically get all of them. <laughs> 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 and uh, we we will make the announcement either on our uh, we it's our go home show next week, so we could do it by then, or when I'm watching the pay per view, either at Will's, I could do a live drawing. We'll figure it out and we'll let you guys know. But that's enough from me. I'll talk about who else I'm meeting at that at that event after. Uh, we do the king or queen. Oh, we also, I also do want to talk about our show next week as well. Um, it is going to be a crossover mega show um, as Team KOTR will be going up against Team Game Changer run by Nate the Effin' Great um, in a prediction battle. 
for for prediction battle supremacy. Um, Nate has been challenging. Uh, he challenged Will, and he I lost. Won. Yeah, Will Will beat Nate. Uh, David David Nate tied. Um, Nate and myself can't seem to find a winner. We tied at Evolution. We said, okay, we'll pick the winner of Crown Jewel Best of the World Tournament. We both lost <laughs> that one. So the tiebreaker is going to be the team, the three-on-three team battle. Nate the and Grade has already revealed the first member of his team. Um, it's a guy named Agent Cooper from Wrestling Twitter. And he is... Um, he has a pretty big surprise for us, apparently, as his third person... Uh, as part of his team. Now, I don't know who that person is. I say, yeah, right, could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Turn heel on your own show. (laughs) Um, And so, we are going to do some sort of crossover super show. We haven't exactly figured out how the fuck we're going to do this, but we're figuring it out in seven days from now. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, Are we going to have multiple guests in the first guest game? Yeah. Yeah, we at least we, at least two. Oh, so it's, it's gonna be the first guest game. We might game. we might have to skip. That's gonna take too long. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be a weird show next week, for sure. There's there's gonna be about six characters on this show. It's gonna be a clusterfuck. But I'm also gonna be on Nate's show next Friday. Uh, game changer again. I'm gonna outdo all of you. So that's gonna be very exciting. By the so way, the said, challenge that we have to that we're gonna be fighting for is uh is uh, pretty epic if you listen to my show with Nate. And, For those and who I didn't know me and him have... um, well, I wanted to what I wanted to do what was known as a royal challenge where the loser of the prediction battle had to eat a habanero pepper. Oh, this shit again? Oh no. Smothered. You guys better not fuck this up for me. I'm not, I'm not eating this shit. I'm gonna be paid to eat this shit. You're paying my rent, Ricky, if we lose. It's a habanero pepper smothered in wasabi, so wasabi spread all over it, and then dipped in Tabasco. Alright, I can't afford any of that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I am going to claim being broke like Will. Dave, you can't yeah. claim being broke. That, you Dave, cannot you claim like being four broke. Raises this year at a goddamn dog room. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot claim being broke, Dave. I'm, yo, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that damn good. I have filed for unemployment. And I don't my- want to hear it. <laughs> my kingdom that is Drew McIntyre. Dave, who you got? <laughs> oh, man. Um. Well, I mean, he is best in the world, Shane McMahon. Oh, Duh. my God, really? I the roided up bastard. Roided up. I'm, I'm giving it to Nikki Cross. Welcome to, welcome to the main roster, Nikki. It's about damn time. Cross. Okay, cool. Um, Dave, do you want to... Are you, are you doing your review this, this week? Your round third? Oh, uh, yeah. What, what do we, what we got? What I'm are you reviewing? Be... Okay, so this week... The episode will be reviewing um, New Japan's last big event before Wrestle Kingdom, which happened this past Saturday, Power Struggle. We had the return of Chris Jericho, we had the finals of the Super Junior Tag League, and it we're starting to see a lot of the matches being set up for New Japan's biggest event of the year, Wrestle Kingdom 13, emanating from the Tokyo Dome on January 4th. So I'm going to do a short review of that. Um, we have had some official match announcements for Wrestle Kingdom, 
but one of them in particular is interesting. Um, and I'm going to talk about that to close out my show. Uh, next week, I will be talking about my experience on Friday going to Northeast Wrestling and doing the, v- the meet and greet with the stars. I've explained that I'm doing the VIP meet and greet with Kenny Omega, but since I'm a baller and I'm broke, I added Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, Jerry Lawler, Mick Foley, and Rob Yeah, you're Van Dam. so broke, Dave. Yeah, so I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a um like just kind of going over the experience of meeting each of them and uh, brothering softly with you know I'm gonna be meeting up with Phil, uh, brother Daryl. I know Nick. I know uh, Nikki Skywalker's going. MJ's going. I'm gonna be seeing MJ and um I and she's bringing. Uh, I'm not sure if it's her husband or a family member. To meet Kenny Omega, but so I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, so you can expect the uh, first around the rings. I got it right this Ooh, time. Probably about uh, time. Tomorrow, show. Probably, probably tomorrow night or early Friday, and then you can expect the one from Northeast Wrestling probably Sunday Monday, depending on how. My homework's going. <laughs> and my final big announcement. My final big announcement. I'm sorry that I've taken gay, so gay, much time. Gay, 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 gay. I am officially. I am a. I am officially graduating. What? In May of 2019. No way. I applied for graduation. This is bigger than being gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I applied for graduation. I am straight. I applied for graduation. I got the clearance from my dean, so I will be walking, in, and I'll be graduating so in Dave, May of twenty nineteen. You're telling me you're gonna walk that aisle? I'm. It's not really no. You Dave, you're killing it right now. What, what's what's his name? Stewie. <laughs> Rabinowitz. I don't know. Yeah, Stu Rabinowitz. Her, her Dave name? Rabinowitz. Dave Rabinowitz is gonna Dave walk Rabinowitz. the aisle. <laughs> Her name's your mom. Dave Rabinowitz is gonna walk Lisa, that out. Not Stewie. <laughs> Dave Rabinowitz is gonna walk okay, that so out. Okay, so I, so I officially, as of May 2019, will be Will's daddy. What? No. After marrying his no, mom, he won't. No, that doesn't you, work. You, really, Dave, yeah, Dave, you I ruined will. it. The joke yeah, is over. That, you that killed sucks. it. All right, and and with that, I guess let's just cue the music. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast episode number 122, Dave Rabinowitz. <laughs> Another episode title. I thought we were going to do it singular Woo! us. I, I, I think that I was, it was going to be the singular us tournament, but Dave Rabinowitz is just way too fucking funny to end the show. On Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere and everywhere, KOTR underscore podcast. It's all right, Dave, you can come out next week. You can find me on Facebook and on Twitter, Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A R A S H U K. Mr. Rabinowitz, are you still with us? <laughs> oh, goodbye, good night, fuck you, <laughs> <Will>. <laughs> Bam!
Bang! <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, uh, enjoy your I'm actually jealous. Out, fucker. <laughs> I'm actually jealous of you for being unemployed. I need a break from work. But ladies and gentlemen, this is King Ricky Rose, the third man of the Kings of the Rings podcast and your social media ambassador of KOTR underscore podcast on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but you can find me personally at Ambassador Biggs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, some people's DMs, less people's Best text messages. <laughs> yes, yes, all those things. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Survivor Series is less than a week away, even closer than that, pretty much a week away from from Friday when you hear this recording, WrestleMania tickets go on sale. The pre-sale is going to be a couple of days before that. KOTR underscore podcast will have will be your source for pre-sale codes for information on the ticket release party which I will be at if you are going to go to that ticket release party please let me know I've already gotten off of work for it so it is going to happen uh, it's usually the, the day before which is usually going to be Thursday the 15th tickets go and sell on public to the 16th so it's probably going to be that evening of the 15th I'm going to be in attendance so if you want to meet up and uh, spend a shit ton of money on WrestleMania tickets like I am, please feel free to join me. My last paycheck comes in the 15th, so I'll think about it. But until then, <laughs> <laughs> we're the kings of the rings. And Dave's graduating. And Dave's graduating. Allegedly. We'll see you next week. You know what that means if Dave's graduating. Fuck you, Slack. Fuck you, Slack. Yeah, no, fuck you, Slack.